Blog Talk Radio. about that on when was we here last monday monday yes you know that is women's history month and sadrina is known as you know the mashup mama so what she did right there is she took two songs that i i requested one and an optional she took these two songs and she mashed them up her own way so the intro is i'm every woman uh whitney houston the outro is woman by raheem Devon. You can listen to it in its entirety on her YouTube channel. That's Sadrina, C-E-D-R-I-N-A. Make sure that you support this amazing artist with R&R Music Entertainment Group. We'll actually have the CEO of R&R here at the end of the month. When is she here? Next week? No, the 26th. Rhonda will be here on the 26th. All right, but next week, what do we have next week? Next Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have um, The Essence. Romero from the De Essence show. All right, she's a um, host, she's a uh, producer, and of course, she has her own television show in New York on Bronx Net. All right, so she'll be here next Monday, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Tuesday, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have uh, Samantha Swain here. She is a um, published author and um, a whole a whole lot more. Sam does a whole lot more. She'll be here with us 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on next Tuesday. And then on next Thursday, you probably recognize this name, uh, Chanel will be back with two major announcements. Chanel is an Amazon award-winning published author. She is an entrepreneur. She's a blogger. Um, She's, and I don't even know, the last time we had her on the show was back maybe July. I think it was she was here to do her cover release and her um, her book her book release. We had the book release party here. Yeah, remember? Remember? All right. So she's back with two major announcements, and she didn't tell me what they were. So I'm really going to be as surprised as you all are because, again, I don't I don't know what they are. I feel some type of way, you know, because normally you let me in on the scoop, but I don't know nothing, guys. I don't know anything. But what I do know is uh, flights are dirt cheap, guys. Flights are dirt cheap. When, when you see me posting stuff on Facebook, I'd be dead-ass serious, all right? When I tell you I got trips going back to Puerto Rico multiple times this year, all right, we're working on um, another business partner, myself. We're working on the DR right now, um, just just trying to figure out, you know, if I should fly there or straight there or whatever. We're working on DR right now. Um, I was so serious when I talked about Iceland, too. 
I'm going to Iceland. I'm going just because the tickets is dark cheap, right? And then, you know, like domestic domestic flights are um, ridiculous. Where I am, I can fly to Atlanta like $52. <laughs> I'm going to just be popping up on people like, hey, let's do lunch, you know? Seriously, <laughs> come on, because these ticket prices are crazy. And, you know, my thing is I talked to my mother before the show, and she was like, um, you know, you – People need to realize this is so serious and, you know, don't be in large crowds and on the go and blah, blah, blah. And something I didn't really have to remind my mother of, but I did have to remind her, you know what I'm saying? Psalms 91, right? So it talks about, and this is a Bible verse that I pray over my youngest son every single night. And somebody, another minister had given it to me some time ago and said, you know, you need to say this over him every night. And it never even clicked in my head. I mean, after a while, three, four months of me saying it, I understood what it meant. Like I had to get the dumbest down version of, uh, you know, the Bible translated for me to really be able to understand it. But it didn't really make any sense all this time I've been praying this over my son. And then, you know, um, it talks about um, that no ill and no evil will come over you and your dwelling. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Like, all of that just started to make more sense to me. And so um, that's that's how I feel about this. That's why I know I'm going to travel everywhere I want to go because um, I'm prayed up. You know what I'm saying? And I say, I tell people all the time, if you're covered under the blood, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Pray your way through these situations, you know? Don't act like they're, they're not there because a lot of people are. You know, they're acting like, you know, this, this government conspiracy is, you know, what it is. But don't push this aside. Like, this is serious. I'm going to tell you just how serious. Um, there's a lot of closing, a lot of suspension, a lot of, you know, uncertainties. Like, we don't know when this is going to get back into effect. And so I want to talk about some of those. You know, uh, March the 6th, they suspended or they canceled um, South by Southwest, right? All right, so it's just it, stuff has been added to that since then. And for some reason, I can't get my list to come back up. So I'm going to remember off the top of my head, some of the major events. We know the NBA suspended, you know, um, games for the rest of the season yesterday. Um, the NCAA, no, not NCAA, the NCAA tournament was also what they did was they, um, they did like a little alteration to it. Like the game was going to be, or the games were going to be played, but no fans were going to be allowed. Well, now, um, yeah, they suspended that too. The ACC tournament looks like that was suspended as well. And then they just crowned like Florida State the winners. I don't know how that worked because I don't really follow basketball, but yeah, that's what happened there. The, the, what's hockey? NHL? NHL was suspended. The baseball, MLB. MLB has, um, they are thinking of suspending their spring training, all right? So um, you have movie releases, like, in foreign countries, you know, especially the China releases. They've been pushed back. Um, a lot of the ones in states that, you know, uh, there are more cases, they've been pushed back as well. Um, reggae Rise Up in Florida, that was supposed to be next week. You know, I was posting, like, yeah, that's still on. Nah, they canceled that today. About an hour ago, they canceled that. Um, gosh, Broadway shows like New York doesn't want you in crowds, you know, in a group crowd. Yeah, a crowd of 500. You know, that's, that's too much right now. So that includes places like Carnegie Hall, Broadway. You know what I'm saying? They're canceling everything. And so I want you guys to take this seriously, you know, because it is. It's, it's a pandemic now. 
it's not an epidemic, it's a pandemic. So you really need to be taking it seriously and um, doing the things that you're supposed to do. Wash your hands, you know, cover your mouth when you cough. You know, these are basic things that you should have been taught when you were a child anyway. But um, some of us, I guess, have forgotten, you know, hand sanitizer is not it. You need to wash your hands, all right? Soap and water, at least 20 seconds, wash your hands, all right? If you're in the atmosphere and the people are sick, they're coughing, they're, get up out of there, all right? Go, just go, you know? Um, my daughter's college, like, uh, they're on spring break now, but they've extended their spring break an additional week, and then they're going to online classes after that. So it's serious, all right? No cases on the college campus, but, you know, they're taking all types of precautions, and I think that's what is need it, you know, just like allergy season is upon us. So you prepare, you don't wait for the day of when your sinuses start draining and all of that stuff. You prepare in advance, right? You take the precautionary measures. So yeah, that's what we need to be doing, taking all of those precautionary measures. All right. I had a whole lot of um concerts that were canceled. I know Khalid was canceled. Sierra, of course, pregnant Sierra. Her doctor told her she didn't need to be going anywhere. Um Madonna, her concert is canceled. Um, Avril Lavigne, her concert is canceled. Um, so if you have tickets, you know, you might need to check and see. Um, I don't think my next concert is until May. Yeah. Burner Boys in May. Thank you. So hopefully we'll be good, you know, because I, I can't miss Burner Boy. But a lot of people, you know, I'm sorry, a lot of concerts, you know, they're being canceled. So it is affecting every industry huge. It, you know, I'm in hotel management. And so um, it's with, with, um, the suspension of flights coming in from Europe, less the UK, um, that's affecting our industry. It's huge. Cancellations around the clock. You know what I'm saying? So um, just be on your, your P's and Q's with this. Be precaution or take the necessary precautions that you need and um, stay prayed up. All right, guys? Stay prayed up. That's all I got for you right there. Um, this evening, I'm very, very, very excited to uh, host another phenomenal woman. As you all know, this is Women's History Month, and for the month of March, we are celebrating uh, women in the music, mu- music, entertainment, yes, and arts industries. Right? We are celebrating their accomplishments, their successes, all the major moves that they have made, I mean, even their obstacles, all right? because it's, everything and every day is not going to be peaches and cream for any of us. So it takes those obstacles, I believe wholeheartedly, that it takes the obstacles that we have gone through in life to elevate us to the next level. You know, without the obstacles, um, I know myself, I wouldn't be the strong woman that I am today without my obstacles. So we're here to celebrate all of that for the month of March. My guest this evening is Tina Hightower. She came from a small town out of West Virginia. She has always been influenced and a lover of all music since a very young age. This led her to be more involved with music from assisting in her first record label in 2009 and as head A&R and over marketing and promotions. Man, when I read her bio, I was like, you know what, this sounds like me and my first label because I did it all. I did everything. Um, over the years, she has also been an A&R for Protect Connect Records, TYN, and has managed her own artists. She is currently co-managing Canon Ross of Ross City Entertainment. She has co-hosted an online radio show and assisted with business proposals for other record labels to get their start. Truly dedicated and an absolute go-getter. Some of her mentors have been Vega Don of Wu-Tang Management and Sheikh Jihad Abdullah Akbar. Y'all know that name, right? Yeah, hip-hop pioneer, um, just to name a few. Ms. Hightower is truly doing 
her thing. Any Fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very, very special guest, Miss Tina Hightower. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, too. It's an honor and a privilege. We got to do this. Hold on. We got to do this over again because my people over there are doing research for me right now. So we're going to do this one more time, all right? So they can get it right. Okay. Uh, Amplify a listening audience. I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, PYN Records A and R Tina Hightower. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everybody. Good help is so hard to find. Good help is so hard to find. Oh my goodness. How are you this evening? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. How's everyone doing? <laughs> We're good. I'm good. I'm feeling a little better than I was prior to the show. You know what I'm saying? It's something about getting on the mic that takes all of that stress of the world, it takes it away. You know, you're here for a purpose, and you are here to do what you're here to do. And so everything that I felt prior to the show, I'm good for the time being. I'm over that for right now. I I want to say thank you again for being able to join me this evening. As I stated earlier, you could have been anywhere, but you're here, giving so freely of yourself and your time, not only to myself, but my listening audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you, because you could have been anywhere this evening. And on short, you know, such short notice, you know, so thank you again for joining us this evening. Well, thank you for having me. So not a problem, not a problem. Blessing. So I want to jump, you know, I want to jump right into this. I know that you, you have a, a caller on. I'm going to let them wait, you know, just a little bit longer. Um, I don't think I have interviewed anyone that has been so much like myself. Um, everything that I read in your bio that you've done, I've done it, you know. Um, I'm an executive A&R for our label right now, and um it's going to be interesting to pick your brain and see how similar we really are. Uh, but I know that your bio states that, you know, you've always had this love of music and you were influenced by music at an early age. And I thought, yes, we have that in common as well. Um, I read somebody, they had a post today on Facebook and it stated, you know, what, what one thing can you say that you got from your father? And that was it for me. Um, he was a professional roller skater, and um, music was a part of his, you know, that was just a part of his DNA. Uh, and it doesn't matter what it was. He loved it. He listened to it. You know what I'm saying? He produced music. So my passion came at a very, very young age. Um, but before you stepped into this side of the music industry, were you a singer? You know, were you, um, I don't know, an artist of, of any type at all? Or did you just jump right into the business okay. side be, of the industry? To be honest, when I was young, I was the oddball, oddball out of my siblings. All of them was athletes. I'm the only one that was in the music, <laughs> singing, wow. church, choir, all-county choir, the one dancing, the one in the room, singing and dancing and everything. So I was always different. And I think everybody knew at a young age that I had a passion and love for music. And it just traveled me with everywhere I went. And I did used to sing. I can't sing now, though. <laughs> I hurt your ears. But, yes, when I was younger, <laughs> I used to sneak in a little studio that my parents didn't know nothing about <laughs> and sing it because my parents was really strict. But my dad being a military mm-hmm. man, my mom was mm-hmm. a real mm-hmm. Christian woman. You know, I was only allowed yeah. to sing at school and church. So <laughs> I had to sneak and do that part. But... I don't know. I just always, and I tell people where I'm from, and what's ironic, 
my first love of music was instruments because I'm from West Virginia, and I'm going to be honest. Anybody from West Virginia, there was no black music. First music I ever heard in my life <laughs> was bluegrass and country. <laughs> so that's funny. And it was like, what? I, well, they said, oh, no black people in West Virginia. I said, well, it is. And to be honest, that's the first music I ever heard by my dad being a military man traveling all over. That's how I got introduced to the soul, the R&B, <laughs> the blues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every other type of music. So my upbringing, my family was always, we had a big family. That's all we did, sing, dance. Somebody's always singing, dancing, putting on the show. It's just been a big part of my life. Always. That's, that's funny Even that in college. said that um, <laughs> who and his family are in West Virginia. And um, he went there because, you know, he used to be a, a coal miner. So that's how mm-hmm. he ended up there. And then once he, you know, retired for medical reasons, they just kind of stayed there because they had always been there. But the first time I went to visit them, that was my question. Like, where the black people at? You know what I'm saying? He was like, do you know where you at? This is West Virginia, not Virginia. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I'm ready to go home now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I tell me, people it's just a few you know? in certain places. Yes. It is, just to be yes. honest. Because I tell people, I, I don't know home. anything growing up about a city or a block. I tell them, look, I came from a holler. <laughs> People looking like, what's a holler? I said, I really came from a holler. So that's what's funny about my journey because of where I come from. And they was like, so yeah. you're a black hillbilly. Yeah. I kind of sort of used to be, but always intelligent <laughs> and enlightened. That's the one thing about it. I always learned and go. brought my horizons. That's the whole difference. Now, everybody's in West Virginia. Don't trust me. They're not ignorant. I say it's just right, how you right, brought right, your horizons. Right. <laughs> right. So it used to be funny. So then how did you uh, branch into um, the, the business side of the industry? Okay. Um, just to be honest, through my oldest son, I didn't – well, he always played sports. I didn't know he had any talent. I didn't know he could rap or anything. So one day I'm off from work. He comes in. He plays the CD, and I'm like, boy, cut that music off. I don't want to hear that. And he was like, that's me. He said, I got signed to a label. So by him being underage, I said, let me read this contract. Right, right. <laughs> so I read the contract, of course. They had to meet me. Um, so I went there, and I met the uh, the label. And they was young young people with a label. And I kind of see they didn't kind of know what they was doing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I ended up volunteering, like helping them out. Then next thing you know, I started taking over doing all the business side. Like I learned everything, every single thing in that studio and label. I learned it by myself because they were young. Um, the the oldest child was 21. The rest of them was teenagers. And I was like, oh. you got some kids. We got a business. And oh. y'all don't know what y'all doing. Yeah. Y'all are organized. <laughs> so that's what really got me started and being dedicated to help them, and, you know, like I said, even with them, they kind of, like, reneged on me a little bit with the music, went serious, but as me being taking over the business, I started networking, reaching out to people from every city, mm-hmm. state, learning, mm-hmm. getting on conference calls. I made a couple connections out of New York with people from out of Sony, and, you know, I was just proud, like, oh, God, I get to do this, sit on me. Yes. Of course, you know how to do my disclosures. I was like, right, that was right. the most enlightened thing. Like, people used to be laughing at me, like, Y'all be quiet. She's on a conference call, not knowing they don't know the whole time. Everything I'm learning, I'm learning through business for music. 
Yes. Like, that's yes. how I've been able to play a lot of roles. I'm like, okay, I'm learning the whole industry, not one thing, but everything. Because I tell people, it's a process. Music industry, I think some people don't have an idea how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really don't know about the groundwork. I said, it's more than that. I said, even if you're an A&R, like I said, I didn't... I turned down some positions of people wanting me like presidents mm-hmm. of their labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have helped <laughs> on the music side, but I tell them that's a lot of work. It um, is. It's a lot of work, paperwork, contracts, um, dealing with artists. You got to like, and I know a lot of people don't like criticism. <laughs> um, Ooh, it, it takes a lot that's of no like sleep. cursing people out right there. Oh. Yeah, they would curse you out. Criticism. Yes. Yeah, they would curse you out. You'll be everything with a child of God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just doing my job. But I tell people, you know? when you first start off, you get no sleep. This is like, do you ever yeah. sleep? Oh, so let me tell you something. When you're really determined to do something, you get no sleep. Ooh. There is no sleep. There yeah, is no sleep. Whole, you're dedicated. Like, yeah, our hashtag was team no sleep. Because I'm talking about we was grind and my first label was in uh new mexico all right so they over there like midwest and i'm on the east coast doing everything on the east coast and then we had not only artists in the country but we had global artists you know in seven different countries and so i'm doing everything you know and so we were literally getting you know maybe an hour to two hours of sleep per night and i thought I'm loving all of this. I really am, but I'm, I'm I, at, at some point this is going to kick me in the ass. And eventually it did. Like I had to realize you got to slow down. Like you, that's why you have really? like, you know, assistance and you know what I'm saying? You, you need to delegate. And I got a problem with delegating because I want the, you know, stuff done my way. Like I, I don't, I don't have time to stop and tell you how I need things done. Let me just do it myself. Boy, the middle man, you know, but it eventually it, that wears and tears your body down. Like mentally, physically, emotionally, it will wear and tear you down. And so now I find myself consistently telling people no. That's my favorite word now. You know what I'm saying? No. Artists come to me and, and they need a manager and I'm, no, I can't do it. My minimum and maximum is two a year. And I've been rocking with the same two for the past six years. So, like, I don't, I, I'm not adding to that because I know me. I'll, at one time I had nine artists going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I know oh. all about, uh, the no sleep. I know all about that. Yeah. What so we right got in, a lot like, of comments. And get your, your guests on um, and see who we have on the line with us this evening. You're live on Indie Fire with Tina and Nakia. Who's on the line? Oh, they don't want to talk to us? Uh, you know, every now shy. and again, you put somebody on the spot. Yeah, you put somebody on the spot, and they be like, no, no, I just want to listen. All right, cool. If you change your mind, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Throw me some signs, and I'll let you back on, you know. <laughs> they was calling from 704. Maybe I should have said that. 704. I know that area code. I know yeah, that. that's here where I'm at. So where are you at? Um, Actually, I'm here in Salisbury, North Carolina. Right, okay, so I know it. I know, yeah, I know Charlotte. All right, so yeah, I know, I know Charlotte. All right, cool. Um, nevertheless, you know, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, so I want to back up to the last thing that you talked about, and um, how important is it for an artist to not only be able to write their music or get in the studio and record their music, but know every aspect of this industry. 
And you talked about your son, you know, being underage and you needed to read his contract and make sure everything was on the up and up. But, you know, there are artists that that's all they know how to do is make music, you know, write the lyrics True. and get in the studio, record and perform. And they don't have any idea what is going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? They don't know where their money's going. They don't even know if they're registered um, with BMI or ASCAP. They don't know anything, you know. But how important is it for artists to know every aspect of the industry now? It's very important. I, that's one of my key things with any artist that I deal with. And that's kind of like my battle with a lot of them in the past, or the ones that reach out to me. Now, I can say with my artist now, Cannon, I'm proud of him because he knows the business. So working with him is like a piece of pie. He's like okay, a yeah, lot of people, yeah. a lot of artists, <laughs> um, they don't understand. And I, I explained it to myself, I'm on the business side. Let me tell you how it works, and I've seen it from my own experience. Y'all do not read. You don't have the proper things, and you get angry when people can't put you in certain positions because you don't have the certain requirements that you need, and you're not understanding how the business works. You have to understand how this business works. I mean, a lot of them have this fantasy dream, and I tell them this might happen once in a lifetime where somebody just going to discover you and you be the next thing. That's rare. Uh, that's how I used to work back in the day. You really know mm-hmm. the business. You need really need to be registered. You really need to have a budget. You really need marketing, promotion. You need to know all these things. You yeah. need to know the right avenues, where to put your music, how to do and what to do. Like, it's not just about making music and recording. you you got to know the business. Right. It's very important. That's something that I stress all the time. And, like, I used to argue with artists. I don't do that anymore, though. Because they used to nope. do my battle with them, like, um, okay, nope. you don't know anything. I mean, this is what I'm here for. I'm trying to tell you, you need to, and I'm willing to help you learn so you can understand the things that you need. I said, because you think a person, I said, not even me, sometimes going to have time, and you'd be like, uh, well, just look this up. I'm right here and right there. Okay, are you registered? Are you this? Are you that? People not going to take you on. Because you're not ready, you're not prepared. You have none of the business things done that you need to have done to go forward. You know what I'm saying? And then I get a lot of artists, you know, and I tell them, if you want to be independent or to a label, same requirements. You're still going to have to do certain things. You still need to know this business. You have to know it inside and out. It's better for your career and it helps yourself. So you don't sign bogus contracts, get bad deals, exactly. and then you mad at the people, but all you mm-hmm. care about is what they're saying. People will make things mm-hmm. sound good, and then you're in a bad contract, so now you upset and you mad and you blame other people. No, it's your fault. It's your fault, Because yeah. you did not take the time out to read, to understand, to rush, or do any of that to understand this business. I mean, you really have to understand what you want, you need to be honest, like what you're looking for, what you want. You need to have certain things already handled. And they don't understand it because I used to get this a lot, and I still get it. Well, you got big connections. Why? I said, look, 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 mm-hmm. because my people are right. in higher places, what do they right. mean? I still can't present certain things to them if you don't have the correct things. They're going to look at me like, Tina, you know better. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you know better than that. Now, how, what's going on with you? I mean, I had that experience, like, and I really was like, oh, I would never do that again. You know what I'm saying? You really have to have your stuff together before you can present somebody to the big dogs. 
I said, it doesn't matter who I know, who I'm connected with, or how well-rounded we are connected with a lot of people. If you don't have certain things, then you're not going to get in the facts. And I tell artists, every artist should be registered with BMI, asset, something. And they don't understand it's important when you're doing music. You need to have videos monetized. You, you need to have, have all this stuff done, stuff copywritten. You need to have everything done. But like I said, a lot of artists, they need to understand it is more than making music and getting in the studio. You really have to be business, have a business side too with the business. So how big really are you on uh, artist development? Very big. Now, my only problem with artist development, it depends on the artist's attitude. Yeah. If your attitude is nasty, and I've experienced with everything, you know we have, um, it's hard for somebody to work with you when you're insubordinate and you're not listening. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. some artists think, oh, you're trying to control me. You're trying to change who I am. No, I'm trying to help you. This is a fact. I'm trying to help you. Um, I think a certain artists do need artist development to a certain degree to get them where they need to be, um, which is kind of hard because, like I said, that's a battle with artists to where you're going to get that a lot. Oh, you're trying to control me. Or I don't want to change this about myself. Well, I was just fine doing this and doing that. And this is when that other side come out. I just be like, well, I'm going to tell you how this works. Right. So if I put you one of the head people and they told you they need you to go inside of a studio, not at your home, inside of a studio, and they need a track recorded and they need it by a certain time, um, <clears throat> so you get on that record, you have to go get that done. There is no mm-hmm. way oh, I don't want to change that style. You don't have the option, baby. They move on to the next, somebody who can get it done. That's how this That's works. Right. And I, and then, you know, then they were like, oh, I'm the bad guy. I said, no, this is just facts. No. I said, facts. a lot of times when they want you to go that's into the artist development, it's to better who you are to get you through the doors. It's not a bad thing. A lot of artists think, oh, that's bad if I do artist development. No, it's not. It's a good thing. Is to help you work on you being at your greatest. And I can't stress that enough with a lot of people. Like, well, I just want to stay this way, stay this No, I'm going to tell you what I love about artists. If you have diversity, mm. you are unique to me. Yeah. I mean, if you're just a rapper, you're just a rapper. Okay, that's all you can do is rap. Uh, if you can't do anything else or whatever, whatever, you're not good with writing. It's like I tell some artists, they get mad. You need some writing skills, baby. You need some writing skills. Um, practice, get your writer, get your writing up for better songs, tracks for yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people get offended, but it's just being honest. So I tell people, some artists really do need artist development before they go to the next level. Now, it's some who don't. But like I tell people, um, I have a problem with music. If you like sending the same stuff over and over again, which I really take time out, I'm a good person. I really do listen to artists' music. <laughs> It's a headache. They don't understand that. I will take Woo. hours out of my time and really listen to your music. Yeah. And then you ask me to give you a comment back, and then you're not happy with me. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, you I, you have the beat of somebody else's. sounds the same. It's nothing unique about your track. And then you mad mm-hmm. at me. But I'm being honest with you. Like, I love people that are unique, that are original. 
who has their own style and flavor. Because I mm-hmm. tell, I've been to a lot of shows in the past year, <laughs> and I get when people are telling I give you your props. But I have a complex if I'm there on the, at the showcases, and there's like twelve artists, and out of twelve artists, and they all only sound one the artist, same. Yeah, but <laughs> and only one artist make the um, that place lit out of all those artists, and all the artists sound the same. That's the problem yeah. with me, and that's the biggest yeah. thing that's going on now. So, and they people look at me like you didn't clap, you didn't cheer for what? They for all what? sounded the same, just different songs. I mean. It's nothing mm-hmm. intriguing about this. Just nothing exciting. Like, what what's going on? They all said the same thing. Just just different people and different versions of the same thing. Yeah. So I'm not excited. It's about like everybody's it. I'm not a cookie cheering. cutter. Yeah, everybody's. Uh, nobody wants to step out of the box no more. Nobody wants to be their real self. Nobody wants to showcase what they have, as you mentioned, the diversity, the the versatility, um, the crossing of genres. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Everybody wants to sound just like everybody else. And that doesn't set you apart. That doesn't really get you noticed when you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. You know, you need to be that artist that that can step out of the box. You know, if you need to cross genres, do so. Um, I I don't know. No, he's in Pensacola, Florida. Um, The artist KZ. But he has, do you know Big Greg? He's in Charlotte. Okay. All right, so Big Red and KZ, they are, um, I think at one time they they may have been connected on the same label, Um, but Big Greg, I'm sorry, KZ, he actually crossed over. Um, He's a hip-hop artist, and he decided, you know, uh, that he wanted to put out the next, what he's calling the next number one hip-hop country track. You know how... Um, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus have Old Town Road. Yes, he just so wanted to do something like that. So he says, you know, he's had music that has has, you know, has he's won awards worldwide in the past. He wants that track to go global this year. And I saw, you know, because we keep in contact every day. So I saw this week where, you know, Barnyard Boogie is now in a, you know, a syndicated magazine. So don't be afraid to. Um, step out of the box, do things that you're not used to doing. You know, you have to appeal to your audience, not necessarily to what it is you like, you know, because you've always done the same monotone thing for the past 10 years, and you wonder why you are where you are. You stay there. You don't elevate. So don't be afraid to step out of what you're used to. You know, step away from the norm and do something that's going to appeal to your listening audience because that's what that track did. It's brought line dancers from around the world that, you know, he did it, he had a challenge, but he says, I want this song to be about you being free and doing what it is that you want to do to this challenge. And that's what these, these line dancers and everybody else has been doing across the country, submitting the, you know, the Barnyard Boogie Challenge, but it's your own dance steps. You make up what you want to do to this challenge. And the hits on YouTube are, are crazy. And they continue to go up because him not being afraid to step out of the box. And doing something that nobody else is really doing, you know. So um, and that's, that's true. He just sent me that for. like day for yesterday. He sent me that day for really? yesterday, and it blew my mind. Yes, and he sent me the email, and I um I left him a comment and everything. I said I love it. I said, yeah. dude, I love that. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Original. That's just like a lot of people will say. I brag about the artists I have now, Cannon. Canada's diversity is out of this world. I call him like the Chris Brown uh, hip-hop 
because he's not just here for wow. he's an artist. I mean, he can do anything, pop, rock. He, you put this guy on any type of track, he can do. Um, it's just amazing. So he's, like, setting things on fire right now. Like I said, uh, we was at CIAA down there in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. Out of all the shows, he turns, every time he show up, he show out. The club go crazy because his music is different. And I'm like, yo, that's what you got to be. And no disrespect that's to all my guys be. to make your trap music. Whatever, I salute y'all too. But trust me, believe if I'm in the club for a couple hours and all I hear is the B word, drugs, the block, I'm and this, this and that, <laughs> I'm like, you, you just turned me off. Like, yeah. I'm waiting on somebody like Cannon to come through the door. That's who I'm gonna spend my money on. If I had to go pay to see somebody, I'm gonna pay to go see Cannon. Not because he's my artist, just because his diversity. I'm not going to spend my money standing on somebody and saying the same thing over and over and over again. And like I tell people, you are unique in your own way. Do your own mm-hmm. original style. Like, it's typical. It's so typical. I hate the radio. I hate the radio sometimes. Yep. Like, oh. I'm like, same thing over and over again. It's over like everybody kind of sound the same. Everybody yeah. sound the same. So I'm like, what's different? And I've been upset with my female artists because I'm like, where are the female artists at? We get one or two good ones. Where y'all at? Even when I'm at these shows, I'm like, I might get to see, I'm good if I see three females at a showcase performing. And I'm like, where the females at? Ladies, um, please step forward. Like, come out. (laughs) Um, And I don't mean, we got enough Cardi B's and Megan's. I, I want some different people. Can I get some more on heels? Somebody like that. I want some chicks just on a positive note. To uh, I give little little exactly. props. I just want to hear some more positive sisters. I don't want it just to be about twerking and all this and this and that. Um, I want somebody to come out here and present something different. Right. I need something that has some substance to it. As well, you know, uh, because as you said, you know, there's enough of everybody trying to follow Cardi, Nikki, Megan. There's enough females trying to do that. So let's bring back those females that are, you know, empowering through their music, motivating through their music, and putting out music that's full of substance and not just garbage. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. When I want to be rested, I listen to them. Um, but that doesn't happen a lot. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, um, if I'm on a long drive, I can put a female artist in, and I'm good the entire, you know, album. I'm good because everything is, is I'm able to relate, you know, to everything she's saying. Her music is uplifting. You know, that that's the kind of female artist we need right right now. All right? <laughs> I'm going to just say that. That's what we need <laughs> right now. Right? Yes, we, we do. Right KZ now. We need something to come and, forward. Um, yeah, we talked about KZ and Barnyard Boogie. I want to, for some, somebody who may be under a rock or if you're just listening to the show because you're tuning in because your girl Tina is on and you may not have heard Barnyard Boogie, I want to give that to you uh, right now. All right? This is KZ okay. featuring Stoney Murphy with Barnyard Boogie. Everybody
clap my hands while I listen to the beat. Got a little bit of trap with a country swing, so I add a little rap with a country swing. Now the 808 bumping, got the place jumping. Get up by the seat, baby, shake a little something. Put it on my horse like a rodeo. KZ about to hit you with the dose and dough. Little cute young Philly, say she from the city. Even though I'm drunk, she wanna cut a roll with me. Put on my boots, cause it's time to get busy. Hand me my guitar, give me my whistle. Slide to the right, not glide to the left. You can do it by yourself. You don't need no help. Little city boy swag, but the country fell. And my pocket's way bigger than the country bell. With a couple from the drink, getting drunk as hell. Couple people in the club, about to mosey in. One o'clock still going, let the party begin. Now, look at how she move that caboose. Now, love it when the woman get loose. Now, juicy, last name Fruit. Say she want to dance, baby, hold my boots. to the barnyard to get If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire as we present Quest of a Woman, the month of March, celebrating women in the arts, music, and entertainment industries. This evening, our special guest is Protect Your Neck Records A&R, Tina Hightower. And that before Hello. was AZ featuring Stoney Murphy with Barnyard Boogie. Yes, I tell you, every time I hear that track, I'm just 
I'm out of breath when I'm done. I'm out of breath. I really am. So we need to get Cannon Ross. We need to get his music in rotation on the show. Mondays is New Music Mondays. We debut a brand new track uh, from artists, you know, um, across the globe. So we definitely want to get him in rotation on New Music Mondays. When you think of the word success. I will definitely make sure I get it. Thank you, thank you. When you think of the word success, um, how do you measure success in your role as an A&R? Success is when you see growth and process, and that's all the time. And I tell people, um, people ask me a lot, do I want to be rich and famous? I say, nah, I want to have success. That means the determination, the motivation, the ongoing, the longevity. That's when you're successful. That's when you're determined. I mean, you never get too old or anything. You're always going to learn something new, do something new, staying creative, being productive. That's being successful. It's not just one thing. You're not finished. To be successful is a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Ongoing. Um, well, you're uplifting, enlightened, encouragement. That's how you become successful. Your own ground set mode. <laughs> I tell them, stay a go getter. Mm-hmm. Uh, success is not until you reach certain goals, and my goals probably never be reached in life because <laughs> I'm always keep striving to do something else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Always, always to be successful. But I, I tell anybody, success. Some people they think it's just fame and fortune. No, being successful, like I said, is an own set mind thing of accomplishing goals, even small goals, through any adversary, struggles, whatever you have, uh, if you keep on with your accomplishments and keep striving, like I said, keep doing something new. Keep keep staying motivated and keep pushing. Like, it's all kind of stair steps we still got to climb. Um, successful, like I said, is the day you're more relaxed and your comfort your comfort zone of yourself that you have did what you you have a purpose and you have accomplished most most of your purpose of being here. I think the key word for me and all of that was what you said off top: growth. Success is growth. Yes. And if you cannot see that in yourself, I tell artists this all the time: if your music sounds like what it sounded like six years ago, do you recognize growth at all? Um, have you grown at all? Do you see growth in yourself? Any? Because you still sound the same that you sound six years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I believe also that in order to be um, successful, it, it is not um, the followers that you have, the likes that you receive. You know what I'm saying? Because it is an ongoing process. And in this industry where stuff, when I got in this industry, my mentor would send me emails and be like, I need you to read this, you know, stay up on this right here. This is new, okay? Okay. And maybe a year later, it was like, you don't get things by the week. You're getting stuff by the day. And then it turns into you're getting stuff by the hour. Stuff changing by the hour. So to be successful, it is an ongoing process, you know, because as Tina mentioned, you know, she may never reach all the goals that she has set for herself because all of your goals should be to help to elevate you to the next level. And so if you cross off one goal and it took you to the next level, you know, it's kind of like a trickle. I won't say trickle down, but it's like a trickle up effect, you know. 
because as you work through one goal and it elevates you to the next one, then guess what happens on the next time? It's going to elevate you to the next one. And so that's all you're doing. You're steadily climbing. And so um, th- that's how I measure success as well, um, how I'm grown or how I'm growing. And I know for me personally, uh, when I am walking in my purpose and fulfilling my passion, then that right there is success for me, right? So to be able to have this series this month, Quest of a Woman, and have some amazing, phenomenal women taking us through, you know, um, their trials and tribulations, their obstacles, their setbacks to their accomplishments, um, their successes, you know what I'm saying? To be surrounded by all of these women this month, that's success to me. All right, I stopped questioning a long time ago, you know, why God led particular people my way or why they were placed, you know, in front of me to do the show or, you know, whatever the case they were placed in, in my path for. I quit questioning because I believe wholeheartedly that, you know, all things happen for a reason. And so I'm glad that I was able to connect with so many wonderful women this month. Again, that is that's success for me. Tina, how do you feel that you're making a difference, not only in um, the music industry, not only with PYN Records, but in the world. How do you feel that Tina Hightower is making a difference? I tell people about things I've been through, and I just let them know to give them strength and encouragement because I tell them in 2015, my life changed forever. And people think things can happen to them. Well, things can happen to you because in 2015, I had a stroke. I could not speak. I was probably in and out of the hospital for probably over a week or so. Um, they found out when the doctor came in the room, if a doctor cries, you know you're in trouble. Um, I found oh. out I had an aneurysm. Everything she told me that day was not good news. And mm. I fought my tears, and it was a battle being in that hospital. And my goal was, through that, I said, God, you bring me through this, I understand my purpose, you know, the mm. story, to never give up. I would mm-hmm. never give up. I would always strive to be a better version of me, and yeah. it's a process. And with all that happening, like, people were like, you have unbelievable strength. I said, that's through God, I said, because mm-hmm. what I went through in 2015, I really thought, things will be over, but I'm a fighter though. And that's the one thing I tell people and I try to encourage anybody. And I even go back to when I was younger. I I explained to somebody when they asked me, people say, that's why you don't take photos. So I started taking photos. I said, my version of me taking a photo, it's not for likes. It's not for anything. I said, if I told you what happened to me at the age of 17, I just graduated from high school. My birthday was July the 10th. On July the 20th, me and my sister, one of my friends from home that I grew up with, we was in a terrible car wreck. We got hit by a drunk driver. I really thought my sister, um, my friend from home was dead. I went to go get help. I didn't know I was injured. So with this being said, my face was extremely damaged. They told my mom I would need plastic surgery and everything, which they stitched my face up. I had over probably close to 100 some stitches in my face. I really look like a monster. I'm not going to lie. And I'll never forget it to this day. The doctor was talking to my mom, so uh, she needs plastic surgery. And she was like, what are the odds of you making my baby's face look the same? 
He said, man, we can't guarantee you that. She told him she know a doctor better than you, and that was Jesus. And I'm a living testimony. Ooh. I've never had plastic <laughs> surgery. I don't wear makeup. And I tell people, I take a photo because I know where I came from, what I look like. Yes. So how I look at yes. life is totally different. Life is a beautiful thing. So I tell people, when people call people ugly, to me, ugly is your personality. Because mm. I know this wife mm. to look ugly. And I can honestly say this. You wouldn't believe, nobody wouldn't believe. I know where every scar is at is, is in my face, but God healed my face perfectly. I still look like I looked when I was young, and that's nothing but God. Man didn't do it. I didn't have plastic surgery, none of that. So that's my own set of my life, like, really changing and looking at life totally different to be out here. Um, they be like, you'll help anybody. I just go up to strangers. I said, you know what, somebody got to care about somebody. See, you got to yeah. go through something to understand this purpose of life. Yeah. You can't yeah. be for self. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to go enlighten, encourage, and uplift somebody. That's why we have a lot of people commit suicide. That's why mm-hmm. we have a lot of people just don't know which way to go because there is no one. Well, I would be that voice for somebody. I would reach my hand out. I would give you that hug. I would take time out to talk to you. You can call me on my phone. You know what I'm saying? You're not in this world alone. And that's that's just how I feel. Like, I have a purpose. Everybody I come in contact with, I try to touch their lives, enlighten. I always say this. If I can't enlighten you or help you, I have no purpose to be in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, just to let people know you are not alone. It's okay. Everybody got hard times. Everybody, I know about struggles. I know about having everything. You can have everything one minute and lose everything. This is the reality of the world. Just to be better people towards each other. You know what I'm saying? That's what I try to encourage our black women that we got to be better yeah. towards each yeah. other. We got to stop this hating and this jealousy and this envy and learn we are the most hated women in the world. For some reason, they don't like us, but we are queens. We have to start loving ourselves, treating ourselves better, and loving each other better and standing as one and staying united. My goal is if I can help you, sister, I'm going to help you. We, we should be uplifting, encouraging each other to stay strong yes. and have our own mindset. That's my purpose and my goal in this world. Like, we need a change. We need to change all this up. And I tell anybody, all black is beautiful, baby. All my black suits, I don't care what size you are, what you look like, we all beautiful. I just need the hate to stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. take all that. You know, we are so wonderful. And I just say this, queens, I, I had to understand yeah. it. I had to put my crown yeah. on. You know I said? When we was young, yeah. you confused. But I learned to put my crown on. I had to understand my yeah. worth. Every woman has a worth. We are strong Women, we are beautiful women. We are intelligent. We are a lot of things. We have a lot of creativity. We we are what we are queens beyond queens. That is no lie. <laughs> so and because that, we that's work my in purpose a male, a male dominated industry, um, and just from listening to your story and seeing how inspirational you are how um, confident you are. Um, Have you suffered any type of resistance or skepticism from your peers, uh, male peers in the industry, because you are so outspoken, because you are so confident, because you know your job, you know what I'm saying? Have you, you know, had any issues with the males? Oh, yes. (laughs) God knows, yes. Oh, I didn't it. They've been into it. I do not, I don't step down. Right, right, right. <laughs> of course not. I don't step down. So I have bumped heads with many. I have, I resigned a position because 
a you're a male chauvinist. Oh, you want me to do the work? You will respect my work, and I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't be accomplishing what you wasn't for me. You know, it's hard. You know, even males come off on you wrong uh, with the wrong ideas. I experienced right. that some years <laughs> back, where because I'm a female, you're trying to proposition me. Yo, I'm here to do a job. <laughs> I'm here to do a job. I'm not impressed with you. Oh, my God. And you can let me do my job and move on. (laughs) Keep it moving. That is some of the worst stuff you got to experience with some guys hitting on you, thinking the wrong thing, or thinking you're naive, or if they think they hand you a position, boo-boo, keep it moving. (laughs) Right. I'm going to do my job regardless. I'm not interested. So it is hard. And then, I don't know, you get labeled as, I've been called Sister Soldier. I'm the devil. I yeah, mean, oh, yeah. I said I'm the all devil. that. I get that one all the time. I'm the devil. You know, I just own it. Yeah. I, the devil could never. All right, he could never. That's what I tell him. <laughs> you the devil, man. If you heard you the devil, boy. And I was like, you have to respect the woman you know, what she wants, her purpose and her goals, and we don't get sidetracked. Right. We're not here for that purpose. Right. You know, and I have to explain this. I'm tough as nails. I tell him when it comes to business, I say in everyday life, I say I'm a fun, I'm a funny person. I'm silly the whole nine. I said, when it comes to business, I'm tough as nails. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell them it's business. I don't care about what you're talking about. Like, if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do my job. I have a job to do. Like, I do no nonsense when it comes to a job. I'm with precision. I want to do it correctly. And I want it on time. So it is. Right. You, you're going to bump your heads with a lot of males when you're, you stand your grounds and you're outspoken. So it's kind of How hard being a lady sometimes. You, it is. And that, that's not on, you know, this industry. That's just in it's general. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. everywhere. So that's yes, little, it is. Um, <laughs> the queens that, you know, are able to uh, hold it down and make that, that, that very fine line, make it so clear, you know, so that there is no, you know, misunderstandings and, and, and preconceived notions and, you know what I'm saying? I admire women like myself that are able to do that. You know, there's there's pleasure, but then there's business as well. And I'm 90% business uh, all the time. So um, I salute Tina as well for having that exact same mindset. Uh, how do you feel that you could be your best self? Like right now, I know that you're not your best self. All right, we all want to believe that we're walking every day, you know, um, in our purpose and we're fulfilling that purpose and our passion. Um, but I, I know that you haven't even reached, you know, the levels that you are going to reach. So how do you feel that you could be your best self? Not only for you, um, but your children, you know, for your family, for your artists, for the label that you represent. How can you become your best? With me, <laughs> I guess I would tell people, oh, everybody's a work in process. So with me, just being better person, period, with even being a better listener, a person that understands, um, even more loving. You can never get too much loving, understanding, caring, um, to be enlightened by everyone's feelings. It's so many things that I could better myself with. 
um, to be my higher self, I have to learn to have patience. Now, I like patience sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. The patience, <laughs> the virtue of, because I have to deal with a lot of mentalities, home, yeah. music, everywhere, and to be able to cope, understanding. One thing that I am learning, that it took me a process to learn, that when you're dealing with different personalities, understanding, you need to realize who you're talking to and try to find out where that person kind of comes from so you can get a better understanding how to deal with that person. Because at first I used to deal with people like, oh, I don't know why you act like that, this and this and that. So I've learned to be more understanding to try to get to know a person, maybe why you're like that. And then myself, because I tell myself, well, I know me. I said, I have to be a, a better version of who I was chosen to be. And that means stepping up, doing more, going out more, helping more, encouraging more, enlightening more, um, just to step your whole role up in everything, like being a better mother, a grandmother, uh, a sister, an aunt, a friend, um, whatever, manager, just, just working on self, self-love. Because when you work on self-love, your love for the world just beams out more better. For everybody. Mhm. Mhm. So that's one of my greatest things is like loving yourself so much that the whole world can see that you're gonna stay loved, that you shine, like you're a light. I always want to be a light. I want to continue being a light, but I want my light to keep shining. I want it to get brighter and brighter. I want to keep um, touching lives. I want to keep encouraging. I want to keep hope. I want to see more loving. I want to be more loving towards everybody. My sisters, my brothers. I want to see more unity. I want to see everything to be greater. So like I said, to get a higher self, you have to love yourself to the ultimate to be able to spread love to everyone so you don't have certain qualities and things inside of you. Because I tell people, one thing that I don't have for people, and people always been shocked about me in lifetime, I never cared that hate. Hate is something that I do not. You can disturb my spirit. You can upset mm-hmm. me a little bit. You can agitate me. But to hate, hate is such a strong word. That's something I would never do with hate anyone. Because I have a, I have a <laughs> model that I say to people. I say, when you disturb my peace to a certain degree, I will do something for you that the devil won't do. I will leave you alone. Leave you alone. <laughs> yes. They were like, she really just said it. That that hit hard. I said, no, the yes. devil, devil always busy. He don't leave people alone. See, I, oh, I'm going to do something that the devil right. won't do. I will leave you alone because we all That's need right. a peace of mind. Like, I come in peace. I don't know what happened to you today because everybody has bad days. Baby, I come here. I want to see you smile. What can I do to help you be better in your day? Maybe you can help me be better in mine. That's how we can get through a day. Right, right. Let's solve this. It's about being more understanding. Like I said, me having a more, by me loving myself more than I ever did, being more proud of myself than I ever did. Because something that I'm guilty of, and I want to let everybody know, I've never appreciated things that I accomplished by myself because in the beginning I never had the support. So I just felt like I'm doing all this and it's not important. Oh, Lord. I'm not laughing. I'm just all of the the parallels and the correlations between our lives. You know, most people know about 
my car accident um, six years ago that was, you know, um, near fatal and, you know, just sitting listening to you tell that story and, you know, from everything that you said, how it, it's, it's uncanny how similar we are. So I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at it's funny because I had someone not too long ago and it was like you don't give yourself enough credit why do you need applause <laughs> from other people look what have look what you've done by yourself on your own and you made a name for yourself that holds weight there's like you didn't did this you didn't did this and nobody else did and you sitting there and because I say this, I say, yeah, and did all that, and I feel still like a nobody. They say, why? Because you didn't have people cheering you. You didn't have nobody clapping their hands. You didn't have that. You can say you did things that the people that surround you have never done. Think about right. what you have did. That's an accomplishment. That's a goal. You should be proud of that. You don't need anyone's applause for something God already awarded you to put you in certain mm-hmm. positions. And I had to understand that mm-hmm. and respect it. And I was like, mm-hmm. nobody might never stand up or support or cheer me on. But look at the doors he opened and allowed you. You That's did right. this, you got to do this, you got to do this, and you got to do this. And you don't have to be rich or you don't got to be famous, but he put you in certain situations where you stood with the best of them or you talked with the best of them and you're friends with the best of them. That's more powerful than anything just by being who you are and the hard work and dedication that you put in. That is your blessing back. That's your gift. That's your payoff. That's your reward. And I had to understand it. So that is the best thing I could tell myself because I should be like, I'm busting my butt. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I used to, Mm -hmm. boy, God, when I'm trying to do something, oh, I used to announce it. Y'all, I'm about to be doing this. I'm about to be doing this. And then I, I, I'm mm-hmm. guilty. I would see, like, my family, my friends, or anybody going to like it, or they're going to check it out, this and this and that. So a lot of times I didn't see it. So, you know, I would be hurt. Then right. I, I had to suck that up because I'm like, why am I hurt now? Because I'm doing this. Like, shoot, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It's an honor and a privilege. So that was, like, my first thing because my first online radio interview was years ago. I was nervous. I never did it. I was shocked. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I was trying to tell my family and friends about it. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was laughing. I was like, okay. It wasn't important to them, whatever. But just from them interviews and different things and little features and magazines, there's nothing but a little article, I didn't realize it was making me known. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was making me grow. I didn't realize it was causing an impact. I didn't understand yeah. anything <laughs> until I had to yeah. realize, you know, I'm doing groundbreaking things myself that no one knows about. But everything what God has for you has for you. Sometimes he's not going to let people see. Like I tell people, he will turn a nobody to, some, to somebody in front of everybody. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. but that person been that person the whole time. You just didn't look. But soon he's going to make everybody mm-hmm. pay attention. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, and you know what? Sometimes it's, it's it isn't. It isn't um, this. Your purpose and your passion is yours, and everybody That's won't right. be accepting of your accomplishments, your goals that are being met. And I had to come to that realization as well because my life isn't designed for anybody but me. So for the next person to be able to grasp that, they probably can't. 
because God didn't design my life for them. So once I got over that, and again, stop questioning why you're sending people my way, you know what I'm saying, why you're connecting me with this person here, you know, why you're, you're making my path a little easier while I'm making it hard. You know, once I came to terms with that right there, you know what, I don't, I don't need the accolades and the acknowledgments. And now when I get them, to me, it's kind of like I'll push it under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's another day for me. We're going to keep this moving, you know. Um, but don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for everything. And, and as I stated earlier, it is because of, you know, the negativity. It is because of those people that didn't support me. It is because of those obstacles that I had in this industry that I am where I am now. And I feel like, you know, and this, I feel the same for you. You're only going to get better because you're aiming to be your higher self. So you're only going to get better with each and everything that you put your hands to. I wholeheartedly believe that right there. We are over time right now. So I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to get all of your contact information out for those who may be listening live or for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, many, many playback shows. Cause guys, where we at now? iHeartRadio. That's right. So, uh, is now yours to get all of your contact information out for anyone who may need to contact you, Miss Tina Hightower. Okay, you can contact me on Facebook. I have three, um, three Facebook pages. You can contact me on any of those, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, my email, if you want to send me an email with music, anything, is tinahightower38 at gmail.com. Like I said, you can hit me on any of my platforms. Uh, I do respond back. Just hit me up anytime. I'm always up. I never sleep. So, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you can hit me through my email. It's not a problem. And it's All been right. awesome there that y'all had me on it. the show. I'm so happy that you could uh, join me this evening. I know it was, you know, again, short notice, um, but we did uh, get your promo done. I'm happy that we were able to do that. And, again, happy that you could have been a part of this series, Quest of a Woman. Guys, make sure that you're right back here on Monday morning where we introduce another brand-new show, our Monday morning motivation. We talked about this for weeks now. Um, We'll begin on Mondays, 7 p.m., Monday the 16th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our host, Tasso Moore. All right, so make sure that you join here for My Struggle is My Strength, Right here on Indie Fire again Monday the 16th at 7 a.m. Eastern. Uh-uh, 7 a.m. Yes, Eastern Standard Time, and then back again 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Essence Romero, and then 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for New Music Mondays. I'm about to have no spots available for Monday. Gosh, all right. So if you can't join us in all of them, make sure that you do not miss all of them. It's been fun, but we gotta run. Good night. The official right now. We're gonna crown them all right now. My mama, your mama, baby's mama's mama, wifey. So if you near a woman right now, turn to him and say, I appreciate your smile. I know how much it takes to carry in birth a child. Let's
Woman, 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 woman,